What's going on, everyone? Hello. How you doing? And welcome to the pre-stream podcast. I am Phil. Phil, I am. And I welcome you to the podcast, which I am broadcasting right now. How you doing? Today is Thursday, <clears throat> the 20th of January, 2022. And normally I would say, wow, ladies and gentlemen... This is a big momentous day. This is new release day. Everyone get hyped. Everyone get excited because we've got a big, high-profile new release we're trying out today on stream. And as you know, you get a big fight feeling whenever I play a brand new spanking game like this, especially from a company like Ubisoft, you know, a big AAA game development company. And we're all super-duper excited for the game that I'm going to be playing today. Ugh. <laughs> And on top of all of that, <clears throat> technically, this is the first big new game release of 2022. It's been three weeks into the new year, and there really hasn't been anything going on in regards to new games. And today, we finally have a new game to play. But, you know, it's a Tom Clancy game. It's a Rainbow Six game spinoff. It's... A game that, quite frankly, during its entirety of its development, never really sounded very good. Um, just being honest here, from my my take. Um, and a game that was delayed was supposed to come out in the fall of last year, which would have been kind of weird because the whole style of game that it is is incredibly similar to another game that came out in the fall. It sounds like they probably would have cannibalized each other if they had come out around the same time. Um... And then on top of all of that, uh, I'll be honest with all of you. There's been nothing new going on in gaming this year. We knew we knew that. We kind of knew that looking at the gaming landscape. We knew that January was pretty much a dead month until the last week when Pokemon Legends Arceus was coming out. And we kind of expected that it was going to be a month where I was going to be doing kind of filler content <clears throat> and doing downtime playthroughs, which is exactly what I've been doing. Skyrim Anniversary Edition, Resident Evil 4 for only the second time ever, um, doing Game Pass stuff, right? It's been an interesting month, and by the way, thank you to those of you who have been here along the ride with me for this month. It's been a great month. Like, I have no complaints. The stuff we've been doing on streams has been quite entertaining and fun, and even though there's no new releases, sometimes you can show the true strength of a gaming community and or, let's be honest here, a content creator, if they can put out something entertaining and or have a good time when there's nothing really good to support it. And what I mean by that is there are people out there who, like, they thrive when there is new content or new games coming out, right? But then when there's downtime, it's kind of like, meh, you just got to do the same thing, going through the motions over and over and over. Very much that is not what it's like around here on DSP Gaming. On DSP Gaming, it doesn't matter if we're playing new games, old games, throwback retro playthroughs, or brand new AAA releases, my second or third run of a game or my very first run of a classic game that maybe I missed out on back in the day. Like, there's so many things to do, and they're all fun and, and full of variety because of the kind of content creator I am. And because you guys are such a great audience, you interact with me, we have fun conversation. It adds to the quality of what we're doing together because I really feel like this here is something we do together every day, you see? It's not just on me. I mean, yeah, I'm the guy who turns on the camera, and I'm the guy who's technically broadcasting. But it's us and our interactions that make this as good as it is, you see? So that being said, um, I'm very happy that even though January has been pretty much a dead month for games, we've had a great time together. But being that this is like the first actual release of 2022, I wanted to give it a shot. And let me tell you guys, here we are, only three weeks into the new year. And already, Microsoft... Ult Game Pass Ultimate is already showing us its value because if I didn't have Game Pass, being honest here, all right, um, I absolutely would not be playing this game. I would not be dropping sixty or seventy dollars or however much they're actually charging for this game. Um, if you actually look at people who've had the game for a few days now, you know the reviewers, they're outright stating things such as, "Yeah, this is an overglorified DLC." This is definitely an expansion to Rainbow Six Siege that they decided uh, 
to put into the direction of, a, of its own release, even though technically it really should have been sold as an expansion pack. Um, you know, I feel, honestly, when a game like this comes out, there's two schools of thought. For me, because I have an Xbox Series X and Game Pass, it's kind of like, this is cool. Because now, unlike previous years, when I usually a game like this, I would just outright skip and never talk about, because it's under Game Pass, I'm actually able to check it out without spending any money. And that's cool. It allows me to now give you my take on a game that normally I would have completely skipped. Now, I'm going to be honest with all of you and give you all full, full disclosure on this. I have zero commitment to playing this game at any length. Zero. I've never promised a full playthrough of this game. Uh, in fact, what I would say is today's stream is more of an exploratory stream rather than a full playthrough style stream. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking to make this be, oh, Rainbow Six Extraction, official playthrough, part one, part two, part three. It's more like, let's jump into the game. Let's see what modes there are. Let's see what it's like to jump in solo. Do Can you just do online co-op? You know, I don't know how it works. We got to figure this out. I don't even know. Okay? And essentially what we're doing today is exploring a brand new release and see what happens. Okay? Um, if it's good, which, hey, I, I am the kind of guy, I have an open mind. I want to leave the possibility that this game will be good and will actually like it out there. Just because it didn't look good to me during development... And just because the overall impression on the internet right now doesn't seem very positive, it's funny because usually on a new release day for a game like, for any game, you'd go on social media like Twitter and you would see that game trending and then you'd be able to click on it and see different people's opinions. You'd be able to see a plethora of reviews. I'm not kidding you. When you search for Extraction or Rainbow Six Extraction, you can't even find anything on it. What you find are like, the announcement from Phil Spencer and other people that it's on Game Pass today. And then you have to go like 40 posts down to even see like, oh, IGN finally reviewed the game overnight last night or something. No one's talking about it. No one. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. Usually you can find some minor trends about it. There is no one discussing Rainbow Six Extraction today. It's like it never existed. So, maybe it'll be a hidden gem, as they say. And we'll play it, and it actually will be enjoyable, and we'll want to go back and play it again, in which case, I have it, it's on Game Pass, let's do it. But, the way I'm really approaching this is very simple. Give it a shot today for a full stream of three hours, see how it is. If, if it's something that I'm not interested in or doesn't look very good to the viewing audience, I don't ever have to touch it again. Because it's on Game Pass, I didn't spend anything, there's nothing lost if I never boot the game up ever again. You know what I'm saying? And especially when we have a bunch of games under game pass that i want to go to and try or get back to why would i waste my time on a game that I just doesn't feel very good right so let's see how today goes together this is kind of an interesting exploratory stream i'm as intrigued as you are if the game will be any good i have no idea all right it's just so weird to me because like i said usually typically when it's a new release day right? There's a certain vibe going on. Or, you know, it's the first new release day of 2022. You would think that there'd be like a lot of hoopla and hype behind this. And it's kind of like, <laughs> well, let's just, let's get our game out there. We said we, we were going to release this and got delayed so many times. We got to, we got to release it at some point. Just, just, just put it out there. Wow. Whew. So anyway, that's the main gameplay stream today, guys. Rainbow Six Extraction. We'll give it a shot, and we'll see what's going on, okay? Tonight's late stream is probably going to be a little bit more interesting. I'm just being honest. It's Halo Infinite Multiplayer at 6.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, our late stream here. And it's going to be interesting for multiple reasons. Number one, there's a new game mode that was released in it. I can't remember exactly what it is. I read about it like a few days ago, and I've, it's completely, you know, it eludes me right now. But there is a new game mode. Okay, <clears throat> that's number one. Number two, there's a new event going on where as you play the game, you earn actual like cosmetics for your body that are zany looking. They're like these neon head spikes that they're like a mohawk and stuff like that. 
And people are actually saying it's quite fun because unlike the other things you earn in the game, you don't need to own Game Pass for it. You can just earn these for free, okay? But also, they supposedly patched the game to make matchmaking better. But I hate to say it, everything I'm seeing online, people are saying it's just as bad if not worse. Although most people are complaining about the PC version. I guess they really screwed up the PC version, uh, which sucks, obviously, for those who own this on PC and play it regularly. Uh, it's, everyone's saying Xbox Series X still works fine. Um, but there should be some interesting stuff. Seriously, there should be some fun stuff, you know, new cosmetics to put on, on the character and, and trying a new game mode and messing around. It should be a good time tonight on the late stream. So I hope you'll join me for that, okay? <clears throat> now, tomorrow, we're doing something different. Tomorrow, we're actually going to take one of the games that I had played under Xbox Game Pass a few days ago. Well, about a week ago now. Yeah, it's about what was last weekend, right? Which is... Uh, Sniper Elite 4, okay? And I'm going to take Sniper Elite 4 and play it as a main gameplay stream. And we're going to see how it works out. You guys seem to like the hour of it that I played when I did my Game Pass night uh, last week. But, I don't know how well it's going to translate into a full playthrough. It's a stealth game with sniping elements. Obviously, sniping is a huge part of it, but you need to basically be incognito for the sniping to really go down well. Um, so, we'll see... Together tomorrow, does it turn out to be a good playthrough or not? I'll give it a shot. Again, a great thing about this, it's under Game Pass. So if I play it tomorrow, and after a three-hour stream, you guys are under the impression it's kind of boring, you don't want to see it ever again, we don't have to play it ever again. But maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it'll be entertaining and fun, and then it'll become a full playthrough. Great. Okay? So let's see what happens tomorrow. I'm excited to see how that turns out. Um, Friday night will be my weekly late-night throwback Street Fighter session where I play old-school Street Fighter for two hours. I call it Friday Night Fights. We do it every week. Uh, hoping for the best this week because last week, I'll be honest, uh, it didn't go as well as I had planned. Last week, we went between both consoles, both the PlayStation and the Xbox. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was having troubles finding ongoing competition. I hope that's not the case tomorrow. Okay. Then on Saturday, this will be an interesting day because it's going to be Skyrim on the first stream, Okay. And I'm going to do another Game Pass night on Saturday. I am. I'm actually decided, yes, I'm going to do a Game Pass night on Saturday. Now, you may say, well, how will that work? How does Game Pass night work? Well, I'll tell you exactly how it works. I go to my main channel page of DSP Gaming. It's just, you know, youtube.com forward slash DSP Gaming. And I go to my community tab, and I post up a series of polls. Now, these polls will list various games from Game Pass that we previously had kind of like screened to see if you guys would be interested in me playing them. And these polls are going to run for about two days. They'll start running today, and they'll run until Saturday night. Whatever games end up being the most voted in those polls, I'll play on Saturday night. It'll be two different games, okay? Now you might say, well, what are the games and how are the polls going to work? Well, guess what? I'm going to set them up right now. Like, live, on the pre-stream podcast, we're going to set up the series of polls, okay? So let's do it. Let's let's actually go to the four polls that I had run uh, previously, and what we'll do is we'll do three polls, each having four games in it. So, let me go ahead here. Poll. This is... The first poll for Game Pass Night, January 22nd, 2022. Vote on which game you want to see on the late stream that night. And good luck. Okay, so, poll number one will have the following games. Backbone which seemed to be an interesting, like, mystery noir game starring anthropomorphic animals. The Forgotten City. That game apparently was based on a mod for Skyrim that they wanted to, to sell, but I guess they turned it into a full-fledged game itself. Moonglow Bay. What I'm hearing about Moonglow Bay is it's kind of like a really good chill game, like for chill streaming. It's not necessarily going to be a serious... It wouldn't be a serious, like, narrative-based playthrough with something different. And Unpacking, now that game is apparently 
a completely unique uh a unique take on gaming where what you're doing is you're moving into a, a new a new area or a new room and you're unpacking all of your stuff in a suitcase but apparently it's like unique gameplay you've never really seen before something different and people are saying it's actually refreshing and interesting so that's the first poll now we're going to say here is the second poll for game pass night january 22nd 2022 the options for this poll are as follows one Piece Pirate Warriors 4. Now that is a Dynasty Warriors style game featuring the cast of One Piece Pirate, or One Piece, the uh, ongoing manga and anime. Okay. Dead Cells. For one of to understand, Dead Cells is a roguelike or roguelike game. Um, more indie style, but people really liked it. Um... Into the Pit. Do you want me to be honest? I don't remember Into the Pit at all. I don't even know what it is. I've forgotten what it is completely. And, uh, Serious Sam 4. So, One Piece Power Warriors 4, Dead Cells, Into the Pit, and Serious Sam 4 are poll number two. Let's go ahead and post that up. By the way, while I'm doing this, if you're watching live on stream today, guys, and you're liking the stream, please give it a like. Remember, engagement on YouTube is key. It's going to help this channel in the long run. And you guys have been great about doing this recently. The past couple of streams have had hundreds of likes, and it's going to help the channel overall in the long run. So thank you so much to anyone watching who likes the content. If you're watching on demand, the video on demand, please also like it and leave a comment on it about what you think about it, okay? Okay, <clears throat> poll number three, the third and final poll. Okay. This one is going to be Outer Wilds. Uh, hold on. Outer Wilds. Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling. The Good Life. And last but certainly not least. The Procession of Calvary. Which is a completely unique looking game. Seriously. Actually. It appears I missed the game. Quick. So I'm putting that into the final poll as well. Because I'm looking here and I'm like, what did I get? I got Forgotten City. Oh, XO1 I didn't put in there either. Ah, shit. I forgot XO1. Yeah, I forgot I forgot one game, XO1. Shit. Well, it is what it is. That's my bad. I guess we can't play XO1 this week. It's my fault. <laughs> I, can't, I can't fix the other polls now. I don't think you can edit them. I think once they're posted, you can't. Yeah, you can't. All you can do is delete. All right, fuck it. We'll just leave it as it is. All right, so here's the polls that are currently running. How do you do it? You go to the main channel page of DSP Gaming, go to the Community tab. These polls have now been posted up, and you guys can literally vote on them right now, okay? Poll number one, Backbone, The Forgotten City, Moonglow Bay, and Unpacking, okay? Poll number two, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4, Dead Cells, Into the Pit, Serious Sam 4, okay? Poll number three... Outer Wilds, Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling, The Good Life, The Procession of Cavalry, and Quake. Now, don't worry, because the poll is being done by total votes that each game receives. It's not like, oh, one game won this poll, one game won this poll, and one game won this poll, so therefore those three games will be played. No, it's actually just total votes. So what's going to happen is, you guys are going to be voting today and tomorrow, and probably for some of Saturday, and I'm just going to see the total number of votes on each poll and then divide by the percent that it says each game got in the voting. And that'll determine the total number of votes each game got. And whatever got the most votes overall, the top two games will be played on Saturday night. Okay? So that's how it's going to work. Please vote. I'm very excited to see what you guys vote for and how many people vote. Because, man, when I do these polls, 
let me tell you guys something. This is actually, in my opinion, the best way to get your feedback on stuff when it comes to direct choices because, <clears throat> because quite frankly, um, I get so much, so much, within a day, I'll get a thousand votes. I don't get anything like that on Twitter. I never got anything like that on my forums. I don't get anything like that at all anywhere. For some reason, the, using the channel page of DSP Gaming works really well. What I'm thinking is, it's because when I do that, I'm assuming that my subscribers must get an update about it or something. How does it actually work? Okay, let me ask you guys on the stream right now. Do you guys get notified in any way when I post up a community poll on the channel page? Do you get like a, an, an a, a alert or an update or a message somewhere if you're subscribed to the channel? Because there's definitely huge response rate to when I post stuff on the community page. How, like, how do you guys find out about it? And Because I'm curious, what what is the alert system? My Ruin never gets a notification. F says you'll get a notification in your feed. Biohazard Fall says you need to ring the bell. Six seventy two says yes on your YouTube homepage it will show. Jade says yes, it gets a notification. If they're okay, so what I'm being told is when I guess when you subscribe to someone, when you're looking at your list of subs, there's a bell, and if you click the bell. What you're t essentially telling YouTube is, I want to see notifications for everything this person does. Whether it's they post a new video, they go live on a stream, or if they do a community post. So I guess if you leave the bell on, you'll get it in your feed, or you'll get an alert on your subscriptions page or something. That's cool. Good morning, Rotno. Good to see you. How you doing? Okay. Well, that's uh, what I would say is thus. Obviously, if you're in on everything on DSP Gaming, if you're interested, definitely you want to click that bell icon to be in the know, right? The thing is, I am well aware, over the years, there have been many people who watch the content on this channel but don't subscribe. The reasoning in the past was as follows. Phil, down, uh, Phil downloads. Phil uploads way too much content. Phil uploads so many videos in a day that if I were to subscribe to him, right, and actively follow what he's doing, my entire feed would end up being DSP Gaming. He has so many gameplay videos he puts out in a day, it floods my, my inbox or whatever, and now I can't make heads or tails of anything else on YouTube. So I used to get all the time, I'm not kidding you, I used to get messages from people who were like my biggest fans, and they would say, Phil, just so you know, I want you to understand, I'm going to watch all your content, right? I want to support you. I love your videos, I love your content, but I can't subscribe to your channel. So... I hope it's not a big deal. And it was funny because back in the day, there was times, I'm not kidding you, there were months on YouTube, I was getting over 10 million views in a month. Some, I think the highest month I ever had was almost 20 million views. 20 million views in a month and I only had like 100,000 subscribers, right? Whoa. <laughs> but the reason was people didn't want to subscribe. They, they outright told me, listen, Phil, are, it's too much. It's too much in flooding our our inbox. Now, over the years, I think YouTube changed for the better, okay, and made it so that, yeah, you can click the bell, you can unclick the bell. For what I'm also to understand, you can, like, pick and choose what you actually want to be notified on, although I have no idea how that works because I don't use it myself. But I was told that, like, yeah, you could be notified on, on one thing, like posts, but not uploads. Maybe that's incorrect. I have no idea. Um... But that didn't used to, to, to exist. It used to be all or nothing. You get everything from someone or nothing from someone. And obviously that can be frustrating for someone like me who is so prolific, putting out so many videos in a day, and it was too much, right? So that's why it was absolutely crazy that I was getting the popularity I had and the views I was getting. Like, my channel page was ranked in the top 10 viewed channels every single day on YouTube. That's not an exaggeration. My channel page of DSP Gaming was ranked in the most viewed every day because people were coming to the channel page in droves to watch the new playthroughs, the reviews, or whatever, and the channel page would get tons of attention. And I'd be getting millions and millions of views against it, and then no one would subscribe. <laughs> you know? At least today, that's changed. So... What I would hope is that now, 
that I don't I don't do that stuff, right? Let's think about it. In a day, I do this pre-stream podcast. That's one video. Typically, my first stream is three hours of gameplay. That's three videos. That's four. Then at night, usually I do about two hours of gameplay. So that's two more videos. That's six. And then I do the daily wrap. So in one day on average, okay, it's about seven videos, something like that. Seven videos a day. Um, That's not that bad, I would hope, in the scheme of things. I realize that most YouTubers upload like one video a day, if that, right? Because they do very different content than what I do. So I would hope that seven is not bad. <clears throat> I really don't think... Um, I really don't think I'm going to be able to, to make it any better than that. Like, how would I... One gameplay video per day? You know what I'm saying? Like, three hours unedited is kind of bad. You want it to break up. Especially when I take a break. You know, you want to have that not watching on demand. So, I think I'm basically doing the best I can right now with the length of the videos and everything. You know? Um, no, that's that's true. Think about... Now, think about this in perspective. Back then, I was doing 15-minute gameplay videos. So you're talking each hour was at least four to five videos. So my first stream alone would have been, if it were doing that today, pre-stream podcast, one video. Gameplay would have been like 12, 13 videos. <laughs> wow. So there you go. <clears throat> anyway, that's neither here nor there. The polls are live. Please vote. Your feedback directly will choose what games we play on Game Pass night this coming Saturday night. Okay. And then on Sunday, um, Sunday the daytime stream is completely open. What I'm going to do on Sunday is it's going to be dependent on what happens today and tomorrow. Today I'm playing Rainbow Six Extraction. Tomorrow I'm playing Sniper Elite 4. Okay? Dependent on your feedback, Sunday's mainstream will be more of what you want. If, by some odd reason, Rainbow Six Extraction is good today and the feedback is, wow, we'd like to see you play more, then I'll play more of this on Sunday. If the feedback is, oh, okay, uh... You know, we, we're, you're playing Sniper Elite 4. That was really good on Friday. We want to see more. Then I'll do that on Sunday. Okay? So those are our options for Sunday's mainstream. And I'm leaving it open as kind of a final repick kind of a deal. Okay? And then on, uh, then on the late stream, it'll be Halo Infinite. Okay? And that's the streaming week I'm off on Monday. Battlefield 9000 says you should be doing what top streamers do. Upload a single supercut video. That contains 60% sponsored crap and shoutouts to special deals and discounts. There you go. <laughs> the super cut. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people do that, right? They go back through their content. They'll go through a playthrough. They'll do a super cut that's like two hours long of a game playthrough, which is the best parts of the playthrough. Or, right, they'll do uh, a montage that's like several hours from like a ton of, of, of streams or games. But I guess they'll... I don't know because I don't watch that crap, but I guess they would do advertising in it oh boy <laughs> see because i guess what i guess what they're thinking is <clears throat> if you watch the raw streams you saw the advertising live and you think oh, i gotta make a buck on this and the ad revenue on youtube is shit so i'm not gonna make much money if i just do this like this so let me put a bunch of ads and product placements inside of the supercut to make extra dough okay <laughs> i don't know again i've never i've never watched any of these i don't know i'm just speaking from a battle duck set so Okay, um, all right, so that's what's going on this week for this, for the, uh, schedule, okay, I hope that sounds good to all of you, um, <clears throat> a couple quick things, um, a couple quick things, uh, as I told you guys, I actually actively now use the YouTube Studio app to track, uh, how things are going on DSP Gaming on a daily basis, it's pretty fascinating to look at some of these stats um, and actually see how videos are doing. In particular, like you get to see views in a certain time frame and is that in line with other videos that you upload. You get to see imp impressions click-through rate. I don't even know what that means. You click on it says people are choosing to watch this video as often as your other videos. The click-through rate is looking good. But what is a click-through rate on a fucking video? What are you clicking when you're watching a video? Where do they get their terminology from? I swear, like, YouTube itself, seriously, YouTube itself uses its own, like, brand of terminology. So you try to read data on a channel. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck this means. What is this saying? I don't know what that... What the fuck is a click-through rate? I click on the video to watch it. 
but I'm not clicking through a video, or maybe that's what it means. How many people click through the video as it plays? How the fuck do I know? And how does this pertinent information to my channel? I'm looking at, like, what the hell does that mean? It says it's good. It's like, oh, oh, it's 2.8%. Good job. Great. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> you know? I don't know. YouTube thinks that it's a television station. YouTube has always thought that it's a television station. It's not a television station. It's nothing like TV. Yet they actually have these metrics and things that like an actual TV station would use to try to judge their programming. So Test is saying, CTR means the percentage of people who will see your video in their feed and then they'll click on it. <clears throat> But now Big Papa Phil says, no, it's the amount of time your video is clicked on divided by how many times it's shown to a viewer. <laughs> now, no, Swaggin says, click-through rate is the ratio of users who click on a specific link to the number of a total users who are viewing a page, email, or advertisement. Literally, I just asked you guys, what is click-through rate? And three people gave me three completely different answers. Gee, I wonder why it's confusing trying to figure out YouTube metrics, right? Like, the, I'm pretty sure if they actually cared, they could use terminology on here that normal people could understand, right? Not some fucking industry analyst who has to fucking have years of, of education to figure out what the fuck this means. You know what I say? <laughs> I was scratching my head. I'm like, the good news is, you know, I'm taking a look at everything on DSP Gaming for this year, and it's been, it's been good. Everything's been up. When it comes to every statistic, like every statistic is basically saying either it's as good or better. And in particular, things that make me feel good, watch time is up by actually a pretty big percentage. Um, which is good. When I take a look at things like reach, apparently reach is up, whatever that means. Impressions is up. The impressions click-through rate is up. Good. Engagement is way up, and that's the good thing. Like, I really feel like telling you guys, hey, guys, if you like what I'm doing, like it. Like, literally like it. When you're watching this stream right now, you enjoy the pre-stream podcast and the fact that I do a podcast every day with you guys, please give it a like. If you're liking the gameplay from the stream today, please give it a like. And I think me doing that is working already. Like, within a few weeks of me just doing it, it's telling me my engagement is increasing, okay? Now, engagement increasing when you're just doing downtime stuff isn't a big deal but engagement increasing when you're doing new stuff is a big deal because when i'm playing the big new games next month and i want people to watch me play them we're getting that kind of engagement on a hot new release like i'll tell you on a premiere stream of say dying light 2 or horizon forbidden west or elden ring if we can get every person who's watching the stream to give it a like and give it like hundreds and hundreds of likes that's great that's probably going to get a lot of new people to see the content and come check it out. You see, today, for this game, be honest with you, I don't think it's going to do that much. I still appreciate everyone liking the stream today and helping out. It really will help out in the long run. But this game, I don't think it's getting much attention. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> And by the way, just so you guys know, as I said yesterday, I was talking about this yesterday on in the gameplay. Top playlists right now, what happens is YouTube takes a look at your playlists and who's watching what. Elder Scrolls Anniversary Edition is ridiculously popular. Every, like, really a lot of people are watching that playthrough from the playlist, which is great. So thank you for that. Because that's a playthrough right now that I'm really enjoying. And I can't wait to keep going. It's going to be one of those lengthy, chill playthroughs. And the fact that there's this much engagement early on in the playthrough is a good sign. I just hope that people will keep it up and keep watching and engaging in the, that content. Some of the feedback people gave me in the comments of that playthrough have helped tremendously in the playthrough itself already. So, that's awesome. <clears throat> okay. Um. Anyway, you know, I really like this app because it has, at a glance, it gives me a ton of information. Um. Look at this. Returning viewers versus new viewers. It's kind of cool. Essentially, what it's telling me is the vast majority of people who watch my content are returning viewers. Uh, actually, there's about two to three times as many returning viewers as there are new viewers to my content. This is not shocking news. As I told you guys, when you have almost no discoverability, 
you get a hardcore fan base that comes and watches everything, and it's very hard to get new people to check out your stuff because you just don't show up anywhere. And that's always been the problem with DSP Gaming over the years, is that the channel just doesn't show up anywhere. And when it doesn't show up, you can't get anyone to check it out for the first time. It ends up just being word of mouth. Someone saying to someone, hey, Phil's cool, check out his content. You see? <clears throat> the one thing, uh, the, the two things that really need to be worked on, I feel, is I need to work on getting more subscribers to the channel overall every month. Because there is steady growth. And it's roughly around 500 new subs a month. Just being honest yeah, that's about what it looks like it is. It looks like it takes about a week or two to get a few, uh, a few hundred new subs in. And within a month, it's about 500. Right now, if I keep getting 500 subs a month, likely I'll be at like 198,500 or almost 199,000 subs by early April. But I want 200,000. I really want to hit that 200,000 subscriber landmark by the first week of April. And by the way... I want those people to watch the content because this was always something that got me on YouTube back in the day. It's funny because now we're talking about stuff that back in the day used to affect YouTube and I didn't talk about it for the longest time and now it's actually pertinent again because I'm a full-time YouTuber. Back in the day, it didn't even matter what views you had, it was subs. And that look, think about how stupid this is, okay? Someone back in the day would have a million subscribers on their YouTube channel but weren't bringing in half as many views as DSP Gaming was. I know that sounds stupid, but that's true. That the subscriber count back in the day used to be what everyone judged the quality and popularity of a YouTube channel off of, even though it literally has nothing to do with the quality or popularity of the YouTube channel. It should be about based on how many people are actually watching content and how many views the channel is bringing in, right? I don't care if you have 20 billion subscribers, right? If only 10 people watch your videos, who cares? What's, it's just a fucking purposeless number. All right. And, you know, kind of on the flip side of that, that's kind of the situation that I'm in today. This channel has 197,000 and growing subscribers, but how many views do I really get on my content? Not that much. Let's be honest. Every, every stream gets about 300, 400 viewers, maybe, sometimes even less, right? Uh, videos, if it's a new playthrough, maybe my first part will get five to 10,000 views and it really tapers off from there and goes down to like 1,000 views per video over time. If I'm lucky, you know. And you might say, well, why did that happen? Because I didn't care about this channel. I gave up on YouTube five years ago, you know. Like, I put my my, my, my full-fledged backing. I busted my ass in 2016 to try to make YouTube work. When I made KO Gaming and I really worked hard to make edited content for you guys for a year. And I split my schedule where the first half of my schedule was me streaming. And the second half was me doing edited content. That was probably some of the most stressful work that I ever did because it was like I was doing two jobs in one day. I was a, a streamer of content in the day, in the daytime, but then I was a, a, a full-time YouTuber slash editor at night. I was putting out just as much content on KO Gaming as any other YouTuber would put on their channel while I was also doing raw gameplay every day, all day. <clears throat> so I was definitely overworked that year. 100%, I can tell you guys. I was totally overworked in 2016, okay? Now, by the way, it paid off because KO Gaming actually blew up in popularity, right? A few videos went viral that got... One video got over a million views. It was the stupid worst game ever video for Homefront the Revolution. But then that kind of leaked into all the other videos that I did on the channel. You know, reviews that I was doing on that channel got anywhere from 10,000 all the way up to like 100,000 views in some cases. Which, by the way, not every video needs to get a ridiculous amount of views. As long as your videos are getting a decent amount of views, it's profitable. Like, I was making a significant amount of income on that channel. Even though the videos were only getting between like 10, 20, 30,000 views, it was worth it to do edited content because it was profitable at the time. Okay? It was. It was a good year. And back then... That was, it was kind of the opposite because I had a lot of subscribers on DSP Gaming, but as I focused on being an edited style content creator and then the year after I became a full-time streamer, the focus on DSP Gaming just went completely out the window. So from the years 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, and half of 2021, almost five years, I didn't care about this channel. I just threw archived, oops, I threw archived content on it. I never talked about likes. I never talked about engagement. I never talked about subscribing. Nothing. I didn't give a fuck, right? 
<laughs> and uh, that's what happens when you have a channel like this. That Thank God I have legacy viewers and people who watch because I've been around for so long. But if it weren't for you guys who kind of stuck around this channel, definitely kind of got, could have been defunct and completely fell apart. Um, and I'll be honest, everyone said Twitch was the future of streaming. You got to go to Twitch. You got to make a living on Twitch. Isn't it funny how now people aren't really saying that anymore? Even though Twitch is still the number one streaming website, so much has happened negatively with Twitch over the last couple of years that a lot of people are like, man, there doesn't seem to be a future there when, with all the messed up stuff that's happening and everything, right? Um, but yeah, like, like, this is the thing. I understand that this channel has a lot of subs and very few views compared to the amount of subs that it has. What I want to do, <clears throat> I want to bring people to the channel to subscribe and actually watch the content. You know, again, subscribers are just a number. When you have a million subs, but you weren't making as many views as a channel that had one-tenth of your subs, who cares? And that's how it used to be back in the day. I was the flip side of who I am today. I was the guy with almost no subs, but tons of views, right? <clears throat> so what I need to do, <clears throat> I need to bring people to this channel that are going to actively engage in the content, watch it, and subscribe and actually, you know, be a part of the community, as opposed to someone who just drops a sub and vanishes and ghosts everything, you know? Um... Trust me, I got a lot of ghosts on this channel. It's like a fucking haunted house here. <laughs> it is. It's like Jesus. Look at this. 190,000 subs. Where, where is everyone, right? These are legacy subs, really, in a lot of cases. <laughs> well, most cases. <clears throat> so, that's what I want between now and April, you know? So, when I'm looking at these statistics and I'm saying, okay, it's saying right now I'm bringing in 500 new subscribers a month. Great. I mean, think about that. In one year... That would mean I bring in over five, 6,000 new subscribers, and those are likely going to be active viewers. That's not legacy shit that no one pays attention to. People who are coming in now and are going to subscribe to the channel, they're subbing because they want to get notified of the content. They want to actively participate in chat on the streams. That's why they're subbing. That's good, right? It's not like it used to be where it was the popular thing to come to someone's channel, just click subscribe, and never show up ever again, which is how it used to be back in the day. So, hopefully... Things will go well. And what I'm really hoping, like, I've already told you guys this, I'll say it again. Next month, February, we got a lot of new games coming out, right? High profile games. It's funny because now, I, the, the games that I was thinking of Sifu, Dying Light 2, Horizon Forbidden West, King of Fighters 15, Elden Ring. Just those five games alone is enough for the whole month. Then someone was like, Phil, are you going to check out Crossfire X? You know, that game from like former Call of Duty devs that's coming out on Game Pass in February? I was like, huh? That game's coming out in February? It is? Really? Are they stupid? Like, who's going to play that? I'm not saying I won't check it out if I have a chance, but that's probably a bad idea. The month already is going to be jam-loaded with so many new games, and now you're telling me that game's coming out too? Like, But what I'm saying is, February's going to be so crazy busy for big new releases that I know for a fact when big new releases are coming out, that brings more people to my channel for visibility purposes. They want to see, gee, how does Phil gonna think about this new release or that new release how's he gonna play it is it gonna be funny where he fails or will he think it's a great game and do well i mean take a look today today we're playing rainbow six extraction i kid you not for those who are watching on demand you wouldn't know this we have over 400 people on the pre-stream today for this game <laughs> so now imagine when i'm actually playing some good games coming out in february that are actually like uh, anticipated games people want to see you see what i'm saying That's awesome. And uh, I hope that you guys will be along for the ride in February because it's going to be a crazy good month, I feel. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of new people coming by, a lot of old people returning to watch these playthroughs and check out all the new games. Right now it's kind of dead. You know, what can you do? Okay. Um. So, ladies and gentlemen, just a few quick housekeeping things, and I think we're going to get to shout-outs. I don't have a lot to talk about on the pre-stream today, and there's literally, like, no gaming news again. So... Uh, members, it sure would be great if we could get some more members. Right now, we have about a week and a half left until the end of the month. And we're trying to hit the 350 members goal to do a marathon of Game Pass games. Where not only will we play like four or five games off Game Pass to see if they're any good for playthroughs, but we'll be doing a special, uh, you know, episode of Feasting with the King during this marathon event. It would be great to do that, but we definitely have hit kind of a stagnation with these memberships. What's happening is we got about 300 to 325, 
and we fluctuate between that constantly. Doesn't go below 300, but it doesn't really top over 325. It just kind of sits in that category. And perhaps that will change next month with the new games. But there's not much else I can do at this point. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, which is why I'm not promising. Oh, I'll do all these new perks and things for members. I don't want to do that. Already, I'm, I'm here full-time streaming with you guys. I've done the extent of what I feel I can do. I wish YouTube would add in more features for members. I really do. I wish that they would let, let me give you some exclusive emotes or something like that. They don't let me. All right? So I've done all I can. Uh, there's many benefits to being a member. Highlighting name in stream chat. Getting a chat crown badge to show how long you've been a supporter. Access to all my emotes with more always increasing every 50 new members that we get. Not having to abide by the slow mode rules of the chat. You can talk as much as you want. Priority to get your question answered on my bi-monthly Q&A show, Ask the King. And when we do these special <clears throat> events where you guys are nominating and voting for games like a viewer's choice or a marathon, the, the members actually get priority to nominate and vote on a game. In particular, both in the Halloween and Christmas marathons, one of the games I played was chosen specifically by members of this channel. You see? So, please consider becoming a member. If you're not, you get so many benefits. It helps the channel. Thank you in advance. As you can see, we did get a few more. We were down to like 315. We jumped back up to 321, which is great. I'd like to keep that momentum going. But we'll see what happens in the next week and a half. Again, I don't know what really, realistically... I'm not I'm not seeing too many new people come to the channel this month because there's really not that much going on in the realm of new releases, you see? <clears throat> okay. All right, let's do shout-outs. Let's just get right to shout-outs, shall we? <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I had Slimer in my throat. That was disgusting. He was eating two foot-long hot dogs at the same time. He just choked me right up. Okay. Kamanase says, if you say hi to me, I'll become a subscriber. Hi, Kamanase. There you go. <laughs> okay, let's do some shout-outs. We start off today with Test, who did a super chat and says, this is all I can afford, so I hope it helps you. It does help. Thank you, Test, for the support. I really appreciate that. I always said this. I'll say it again. It doesn't matter how little a contribution is when it comes to crowdfunding. Someone like me, who my living is made off of crowdfunding of my viewers and supporters, it adds up. Seriously. People don't seem to realize that. It used to be, you know, oh, all I could do is all I could do is give feel like a dollar a month. And that's seriously, it helps. Because it's about a large group of people, you know, banding together and giving a little and it adds up, and that's how I make my living, man. So thank you. I really appreciate that test. Thank you so much. Um Nathan Smith. To the Super Chat, he says, do you know Ghostwire Tokyo is coming out in March? I did not know that. Is that official now that it's coming out in March? Because I knew it was coming out this year. That was the, you know, the, the continued story was that it would be coming out this year. But I was not aware that it had a solid release window yet. So is it supposed to be March? <laughs> I don't know. If it is good, I mean that's good news. I mean that would be that would mean we can keep the momentum going from from February because February already we're playing so many high profile new releases and Ghostwire Tokyo is a pretty hyped game. I'd be excited. So cool. <clears throat> um, Latino Heat six twelve did a super chat. Just come on, Phil, get to the games already. Big dog. Are we will? Don't worry, we will. There's a reason why we do the pre stream podcast is so that when I start playing the game, I can actually play the game. A lot of other content creators, they turn on their stream and rush right into a game, and the whole thing is them talking with their audience instead of playing the game and paying attention. I actually play the game, so. Um, let's see here. So, more than a few people have been saying, are you aware that WWE 2K22 now has a release date, March 11th? I did, I, now I know, because you guys have been telling me here on the pre-stream. So, yes, that's cool. So, now what you're telling me is, we got a full-packed month of February... But then in March, immediately, we're going to have Ghostwire Tokyo, WWE. Damn, we're going to have some crazy busy early time of the year, which is very different from the usual, right? Really. It's very different from the usual to see this many games, you know, this early. Damn. <clears throat> what? Okay, what I will say is thus. If any of you guys want to help out with the cost of this ridiculous amount of games that are coming out, remember that you can always uh, donate some credits to any of the gaming networks, whether that be Xbox Live or whether it be PlayStation Network, all you can do is you can you can buy credits literally off Amazon.com. You buy those digital codes. You can email me at darksidephilhotmail.com. 
I appreciate that. Some people do that from time to time. It definitely helps with the cost of all these games coming up. And I can tell you right now, just between February and March, I'm probably going to be dropping hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on new games. So it would be great to get a little bit of help with that if you're interested. It's another way that you can help the channel without directly having to do like a contribution on a stream or something like that. Okay. Uh, Gabriel KO has re-upped his membership for three months. Says, hi, Phil. All the best this year. Thank you, Gabriel. Appreciate that. Thanks for the support. Nathan Smith did another super chat. He says, it says on the PlayStation Store it has a full release date. It does? What's the release date, Nathan? For This is Ghostwire Tokyo, right? What's the release date? I'm just curious. <clears throat> Crap. Mess up the spacing there. And by the way, I'm not sure. WWE 2K22, because people keep asking me this. They're like, Phil, you're going to play it. Phil, you're going to play it. I don't know yet. I want more info. And there really has been almost no info about this game. I want more info about it. You know, I want to see more about it. Um, I'm definitely considering it because it's been so long since there's been a WWE game. But I'm skeptical. I'm very skeptical about it being good. Lego Star Wars is now coming out April 5th. That I, heard, I, that I did hear of on the pre-stream, actually. Um, interest is the day before my birthday, Lego Star Wars. <clears throat> oh, what an idiot. Here it is, fucking idiot. Okay. Um, Alright, so that was the YouTube side of things. We got one tip so far today from Anso Kamaru. Anso Kamaru says the following. I got Pokemon Arceus yesterday. Yesterday? How'd you get it yesterday? How'd you get it so early? He says, I'm four hours in. No spoilers. The new changes and additions make it feel super fresh. It feels a bit more difficult than recent Pokemon games so far. I hope it stays challenging and fresh throughout. How on earth did you get your hands on the game over a week early? What's going on there? <laughs> What's up, Elixification? He says, uh, sup, man, I love these kind of streams that you're doing today because you play the game first. Let's just see if it's good or not. Yeah, that's cool. Again, that's something really cool about Game Pass is... It's going to allow me to do this kind of content where, unlike previously where I had to basically sink a bunch of money into a new game and then the game is up sucking ass. It's like now no one wants to see it. See, that was tough. Here's why. Here's why. Um, previously, if I had to buy a game outright, right, that's a tough decision. You're going to drop 60 bucks on something. And if I play it once and don't like it, now I feel like pressure to actually continuing on and playing it because I spent money on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you remember two years ago I played that WWE game? What the hell was it? Uh, Battlegrounds. Oh, God. WWE Battlegrounds. I knew within one session of the game it was terrible. It was a really shit game. And I was like, oh, like, what do I do? Because I spent money on this fucking thing. And now I'm like, damn, I really, I got to get more content out of it because I spent the money, you see? <laughs> so... <clears throat> In this case, this is a game, I think Rainbow Six Extraction people were saying it's a $40 game. So it wouldn't have been as tough of a decision, but still, I, I likely would not have ever checked it out. I would have just skipped it. But now I get to check it out and actually say that I've played it and understand what it what it is. Super Beanie Man Gaming says, will I be getting the deluxe edition of Sifu, which will let you play it two days earlier? I did not know about that. <clears throat> Would you, would you like me to be honest with you? I need to, to sit down and look at the game release schedule and go through it. I don't even know the actual release dates of the games of February right now. I need to do that. So I think what I will likely do, maybe even today, is I'll sit down and I'll look at the release schedule and I'll make a list. Okay? So now I'll know February, March, April. I'll know what I'm looking at. And then I can decide what games do I want to get, what games do I want to get the better editions of. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> It's just been a whirlwind these last few months, but now I think I'll have time to do it. Sit down and take a look at all this stuff. Okay. Uh, Kamanase says, what was your favorite WWE game from 2000 to 2006? Mine was Shut Your Mouth and Here Comes the Pain. Yeah, Here Comes the Pain was great. And uh, I remember Here Comes the Pain, I actually had on PlayStation 2, and I bought the multi-tap and had friends come over. My friends who were from Street Fighter, but we were also all wrestling fans. And they came over and we would play six-player Here Comes the Pain with the multi-tap. 
and do the Royal Rumble and use created characters. I created a version of Batista before Batista was even in the games, okay? I made a creator wrestler, Dave Batista, who had the most obnoxious triple sit-down powerbomb special move I created. The animation took so long to complete <laughs> that it was so trolling. It was super trolling in the game. And I would always pick him, too, just to fuck with people. <clears throat> Those were good times. That was one of the few things. Remember I told you guys I missed out on an entire console generation of games because I was in competitive Street Fighter? That was one of the rare games I actually did play because I was a fan of Street Fighter and I played with these guys in Street Fighter, but also we were all fans of wrestling, so we would watch the pay-per-views together and we would play these games with the multi-tap together. So that was one of the few games of that era that I actually experienced and didn't miss out on. <clears throat> yeah, Madara's God says Battlegrounds was awful. It's a shame Mauro Ronaldo did that get commentary for the game. It's the only game he did commentary on. <laughs> Uh, we've got some more Super Chats here. Nathan Smith did another Super Chat, and he said, It's March 24th is Ghostwire Tokyo's release date. Okay, cool. I did not know that. March 24th. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Izzy Axel Stadlin did a Super Chat and says, What was my favorite Chris Jericho persona? Uh, I didn't see all of them. Like, I didn't see the early WWE days when he was, when he was still WWF and he had come in, you know, as that hyped character and he had the program with The Rock and all that. I actually didn't see that. <clears throat> I guess I would say that I became more of a fan of him when he became the Universal Champion. Remember, he had both titles, the Undisputed Champion or whatever. He was a really good heel at that time and I liked him then. And then years later, he came back to the company as Y2J, uh, like like he was supposed to be like the savior of the company to stop you from the villains or something. I don't know. But that was pretty cool too. Oh God, I can't stop burping. Oh my God, I can't stop burping. It's disgusting. I'm sorry, everybody. Carlton Jr. says, it's a shame that now controllers are all wireless, but none of them can outdo the multi-tap. <clears throat> no, I have not seen Godzilla vs. Kong, and therefore I have no opinion on it. <clears throat> Yes, the new WWE game is confirmed for March 11th now. That is right. That's what people have been saying here on the pre-stream. March 11th. Awesome. Okay. Forspoken is May 25th now. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> oh, God. Mm. It's post-nasal drip, man. It's been bothering me recently. Last few days, it's been pretty bad. I don't know what causes it to be as bad as it gets. Like, some days I wake up, and I can breathe fine, and I feel refreshed, and everything's good. And then some days I wake up, my sinuses are completely inflamed, I got drippage down my throat, now my throat's all gunked up. I don't. I really don't get the difference. It's not like I'm changing things. It's not like, like maybe it has to do with the amount of how much the heat is on at night when I'm asleep. I don't I don't know. There's no solution to it either, and I apologize for it. It's, it's disgusting. It really is. <clears throat> Swag says, can I switch the PS5 and Xbox? The Xbox box should be more prominent because it's killing Sony. And can you remove the Switch box? It personally makes me angry. <laughs> nice. Well, I told you guys I got bought out by Phil Spencer, right? Like, the deal hasn't finished yet. Much like the Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard deal, it's not complete yet. But once it's complete, <clears throat> like, Phil Spencer actually will personally own me as a human. Like, he bought me. I'll be actual property of Phil Spencer. That's how it works. <laughs> Plum Girl says, A humidifier when you sleep could particularly help in the winter. See, here's the thing. I've done that before. It didn't help at all. And humidifiers are, they, they're kind of gross. Like, same thing with, like, like Jasper's water dishes. Um, what you have to do is you have to clean them regularly. Like, Jasper's water dish, upstairs I clean it every two days. Downstairs I clean it, I think, like, every three days. And what you have to do is completely wipe it out from top to bottom um, and, and, like, rinse it all off. If you don't, it grows mold. It's disgusting. It really is gross. Um... This fucking pink-ass mold grows in it. And 
with the humidifier, do you really every fucking day want to empty out your humidifier completely, hand wipe and clean the whole thing out, and then refill it? Because that's what I had to do. If I didn't do that, it grew mold. And I was like, dude, I don't fucking want to use this thing. It's growing mold constantly. It's disgusting. So I stopped using the humidifier. And it didn't really help me anyway when I did use it. Uh, Elski has re-upped his membership for nine months. Thank you, Elski. He says, here's to a great 2022. Sounds good, Elski. Thank you for this ongoing support, man. I appreciate that. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to Saints Row. I honestly don't know. Like, let me put it this way, okay? Saints Row. I never played the first one. I played the second one. I thought the second one was kind of interesting. Um, at that point, I had not played the original Grand Theft Autos, so I didn't really know what to expect. I knew that this, a lot of people had said, oh, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but I never played them. Um, I liked it. I actually particularly liked how each gang was themed differently. Like, one gang was ninjas, another gang was something else. You know how they were all they were themed gangs and stuff? I thought that was kind of neat. <clears throat> Saints Row 3, when it came out, really was like the right place, right time for me. Because if you remember, when I was a content creator back then, um, basically I was kind of over the top, adult-oriented, with my commentary it was either sexualized or really, really very heavy, over-the-top swearing. Um, yes, even racial comedy back then that some people thought was funny, and today some people still say I was like a racist for doing it. Um, but basically, like... That was also Saints Row 3. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Saints Row 3 was all of those things. And so my commentary fit the game perfectly. It was like right place, right time, perfect storm. Okay? And I, I remember really loving the game when it came out. And my, my viewing audience loved that playthrough on YouTube. They thought it was outstanding. They thought it was one of the better things that I had done up to that point. Um... <clears throat> And then I remember, you know, she, uh, almost said Street Fighter 4. Uh, Saints Row 4, I don't know, like, I remember playing it as a new release, and I thought it was pretty good, but, like, it definitely kind of felt like they were just trying to extend what they did in 3, and in some cases it just felt really over-the-top, ridiculous, stupid. Um, but it wasn't bad. It was actually the expansion for 4 that was the worst. That, that Gat Out of Hell, I hated it. And, you know, someone who really, you know, liked Saints Row 3... And to some extent, really like four, and the, I it just pushed it so far to the ridiculous side that I just didn't really care about it anymore. But anyway, I don't know what Saints Row, the new Saints Row, is going for. Are they going for Saints Row one and two, which is more of a realistic gang takeover style game? Are they going more towards Saints Row three and four and the expansion Gat Out of Hell, which is ridiculous? over-the-top, you know, humor that's really adult-oriented and, and zaniness and just, you know, suspend your disbelief kind of shit. I don't know. I don't know what they're going for, you know? Okay. Anything else, guys? By the way, thank you so much, everyone, for chilling with me during this pre-stream podcast. Um... And thank you for all the likes. We're almost at 100 likes already. And I haven't even started with the game yet. So if you're liking the stream, please give it a like. And thank you for that. If you're watching this on demand, remember, please like the pre-stream podcast. And leave comments if you'd like. It helps out. <clears throat> okay. So that's it for the shout-outs. I think we've, uh, we've shouted out all contributions. Uh, I think we're about to get started. Just a quick reminder. Obviously, I'm a crowdfunded individual. Your contributions during the streams is literally how I make my living. So whether you become a member, you do a super chat or a super sticker, or you tip me, all those things help dramatically, and I appreciate all of them, which is why I take the time to shout out all contributions. Um, in regards to tips, because tips are so important to the channel, their income I get right away, I get more tip than anything else, right? I give you a shout out immediately when I can, when you do tip, but also we have reward goals in effect for tips. At $50 raised, I put on Gunner Glasses. $100 raised, you get to pick a hat for me to wear, and we're resetting the hats today to be all your favorite ones. Um, and a vest. At $150 raised, I do a, I put on a vest of your choice. I haven't done that in several days. It would be great today if you guys are enjoying the content, even though the game might not be so good. Hopefully, we'll still have a fun time with this game, and, uh, and hopefully, you'll support the stream. I appreciate that in advance. Thank you very much, guys. Z Slug. Just did a super chat. Thank you to Z Slug. 
And then, Chicken Man tipped me a dollar fifty. He says, "Not sure if you heard, I can now say I'm starting a new Netflix movie coming out and announced Chicken Run 2. Oh yeah, they're making a sequel to Chicken Run. Wow, it's been quite a while, man. Chicken Run wasn't that like early two thousands? And by the way, Chicken Run is a great movie. I saw it. I really liked it. So that's kind of interesting. Cool. Okay, ladies and gents, I think it's time to end the pre-stream, and I think it is time." To try out Rainbow Six Extraction. The game that is going to blow our socks off. I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> Alright. Let's do it. Thanks for being a great audience. As usual. Awesome.